Welcome to Iron Sights. This podcast candidly seeks to create opportunities and deliver impact by sharing the experiences and wisdom of successful entrepreneurs and thought leaders who unapologetically aim to win in health, fitness, business, and life. I'm your host, Scott Howell. Welcome to Old School Meets New School. Tradition meets innovation and imperfection meets excellence. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Iron Sides Podcast. Today, I have a very good friend of mine, and it's been a very long time. We're going to catch up on how long it's actually been because I can't even remember. My good friend, Dr. Justin Brink, who is a uh, one of our, our go-to chiropractors here in San Jose, but he's been a go-to for a lot of people. We'll talk about him today and all the great stuff he brings to the table. Justin Brink, welcome to Iron Sides. Hey, thanks for having me. I've been listening to you for a while, and it's a pleasure to be on. I'm stoked to have you here. Um, I missed you, dude. Like we've, <laughs> Everyone's we, in hiding. I know. It's been, I mean, I, we've passed, we've been in, in passing. I think we've seen one another in the last year though. Well, this year, 2021, I'm, I'm doing some math. We had, we hosted uh, John right. Rusin's PPSC right. here and you were there for that, right. for that, that weekend. That right. was, I think that was February. February. Yeah. And then. I know I came over and saw the new facility, yep. which we'll see, which we'll talk about here in a, in a second, probably in the spring, maybe a couple months after that. Yeah. Probably a few. Cause we were selling a bunch of equipment. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like we, we bumped into one another over, over the summer at, at uh, the Vori right. um, grand open right, right, right. with uh, the mind pump boys yep. and God and everybody yep. else was there too. Right. It was fantastic. Yeah. That's it. And that that's good. weird. Cause usually we'd see one another much more frequently. Right. Dude. Great to have you back. Yeah. Well, I mean, we did have an office in here too, so. Yeah, that's true. Well, again, that goes back to right there pre-COVID, right? right? Again, kind of one of the casualties of this whole thing. And right. at the end of the day was we used to have representation from yeah. Premier Spine of Sport right yep. here. And uh, yeah, things have changed. Things are definitely different. Yeah, they are. Yeah. It's a whole different world. Yeah, but we haven't stopped cross-pollinating no. businesses, um, which is something we'll talk about today, kind of yep. how we've done that and uh, how we've been successful and why we why I appreciate you for sure the things that you bring to the table. But, um, I mean, that's kind of leading into, we've done, we've done quite a bit of work together. There's been, we've hosted workshops together. Um, we've been to workshops together, been in the same classroom together. Uh, we've had your chiropractors here at our, at our office, uh, been treated by you. We've met you. I mean, it's just been, it's been a really good relationship, strong relationship along the way. We've gotten to know another sort of personally and professionally and hoping we, I can learn a little bit more about you today. I'm trying to remember when we first met, Years ago. It was a long time ago. Right. It's a long time ago. I, I think maybe the mind pump guys might have been, may have made that initial connection, but I'm not sure. Them or even uh, Bryce that uh, teaches Eldoa oh, right. that we were looking at hosting right. an Eldoa course here yeah. or mind pump either or. And I think that's, uh, and then doing like FRC stuff up at, you know, at mind Correct. pump as well. Then saying, hey, if you guys want to join in, come up. We're just, you know, half a mile up the road. It goes back, yeah. It goes back to some educator, right, right, or some great coach or group of coaches somewhere, and uh, I think that is the common bond, right? Um, and that's something that you know is always, I've always been impressed by. You know, and talk a little bit about kind of how you represent your business and and so forth. But one of the things that I know about you is that you're in the classroom constantly, right? Like it's it's nonstop. Every month, it seems, I see or hear about you being in some kind of ed- new educational process or workshop, or you're getting your hands literally on to something, learning the next thing. Got to, got to get dirty. Right. But not everybody does that. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people go through, they, they get through school, we'll talk a little bit about your history here, but they get through school and they, they go through the kind of the mandatories. Right. 
I got to do this to maintain, uh, or this new thing came out that might make me some money. So I'm going to go to do that. That's, that's not how you've handled yourself at all. For me, it is more, I feel like education is always there and you can never stop learning, you know? And so for me, always what's the next thing that's out there? Or, I mean, again, I've hosted Eldoa, I don't know how many times and FRCs and, you know, the animal flows and stuff like that. And I'll always go back to taking the basic course again and again and again, because I can always take something away from it, you know, and I'm never going to be an expert because I'm always trying to learn. So that constant learning, the constant learning that you do also puts you in a position to be a contributor to the learning. And that's, I think, really powerful. And when we have, you know, Palmer chiropractics right here in town. Right. right? And uh, I know that one's, that one's close to you. But you, you, the the Palmer students know about Justin Brink, right. right? And they and because you've been active, or there's things that you've done that they're exposed to, even you know in their current curriculum, or f- they get exposed to it through maybe some clinical hours they might be spending with with another Cairo somewhere. I think actually maybe the first time I heard about you was going back to uh, 2013, maybe we're going back to like the Kinesio tape days okay, with, yeah, rock tape. with Rock Tape, right? And I know you actually were part of, yeah. interesting, that you were part of, you were a co-writer or co, in, yeah. in terms of uh, the Rock Tape manual. Yeah, the manual and then helped me in, uh, at that time it was uh, Steve, well, still is, but Steve Capobianco. Mm-hmm. So we developed the whole education course. And like the very first course that we taught was in Las Gatas to pretty much all of our friends, right. you know, and I can remember some of them going, you're not going to sign my certificate. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, 2013 is so we're going back. What was that? Eight years ago or something like that or close, close to yeah. it. I mean, that was like, <clears throat> excuse me, that was the cutting edge. I mean, the, the, the tape thing was just coming around right. and it got very big, sort of very fast, but it came, it was, it was endorsed by, and this is what impressed me about it. Cause at first I'll be honest. I was like, come on, man. Tape. Like, Tape to me was prophylactic tape, right? right? Like it's like, or it's, it's stabilization right. tape. That's what I grew up with. Right, it's right. kind of tape I grew up with. Um, or it was duct tape, <laughs> you know, to just hold, right. your, hold your shit together. And in this case, it, it, it took a different, it, it, it came with a lot of different new uh, uh, theories, right? right? And there was a different philosophy to right. it. But the thing, the, the thing that, that, that turned me out to was like, okay, I got to look into this more, was essentially the endorsement by, by, uh, Thomas Myers, yep. who wrote Anatomy Trains, right. which for you coaches or chiropractors or practitioners, if you don't know about Anatomy Trains, you're not paying attention. Get on Amazon right now and order it. It's an amazing <laughs> book. This shit will blow your mind. It's good. And, it, and it blew my mind right. uh, because it just made sense. Right. And, you know, lo and behold, here we are at whatever it is. I right. think you wrote that book maybe 10, 12 years ago. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, again, he, he recognized the value of that. And again, just being a, sorry, a lifelong learner uh, turns you can, can quickly turn you into an educator. Right. Um, but the fact that you never stopped and you never kind of sat on your laurels with one thing always impressed me about you. And I, um, it's always good being in the same classroom with you because we're, we're peppering the instructors right. with always <laughs> with, <laughs> with, the with the questions and the, the practical application, right. but what if, right. but, but very, but these are real life things that were, right. you know, stuff. So that was always, it was always very helpful for me. Anyhow. Um, how long have you been a chiropractor? December 2006 is when I graduated. Right. Yeah. So, so. 15 years. Yeah. You're a yeah. vet now. That's right. And you got it. You know, my, my experience with you is you work with a very diverse population of people yeah. um, and clients and you know, our experience in terms of my, my professional kind of cross pollination of business would be basically with general pop. 
you know, just folks that have something that needs to be addressed. That's outside the scope of what we can help them with, but something that we we've recognized is I think you could use some help here and it would be really nice to understand maybe at a deeper level, what is going on there and maybe get some outside help so that we can augment your training program. Um, and then back and forth. Hey, here's what's happening. Here's, here's how this, you know, here's how we can work with this client together. But also you work with a lot of athletes too right. over the years. Maybe right. talk a little bit about that. Who, you know, I know there's been some MMA, there's been some triathlon, uh, all, all, any level of athletes from high school to professional. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. From your high school level all the way through professional level, um, you know, from fighters to NFL players to hockey players, soccer. Um, yeah. I mean, Ironman, you know, triathletes and, professional cyclists, professional runners. Um, yeah. Sort of covered a little of everything. Yeah. Which is interesting because I find a lot of, a lot of either coaches or even practitioners, they just kind of like, well, this is my wheelhouse right. and I need to focus and, and market to right. this particular mar- market segment, if you will, to be successful. But you've been able to, um, you've been able to kind of keep your hands in, in everything. Yep. I think the education piece and right. the constantly exploring speaks to that. Yep. It all started with the MMA. I mean, that was you know, the, my, the clinic that I initially started at. Uh, they treated a lot of the guys from AKA. And so then I just was in there and I had been there for, I think it was about four years. And so then as I was treating them, you know, you start seeing a lot of the same behaviors, you know, from them or same injuries, you know, that they just like getting like everything, you know, <laughs> getting kicked well, in, getting the knee or in the knee or kicked in the head. Right? Yeah. I mean, you're going to get whiplash all the right. time or low back injuries and, you know, again, it sort of depends on what style that they were, you know, more jits guys, you know, on their back, they might have some low back issues or some hip issues. And, you know, they could always use some degree of mobility. But I think back then I was so strong and just uh, adjust and soft tissue therapy because that's what I'd learned when I was in school. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you start realizing it's not just that mm-hmm. there's more to it than just that. And then these fighters were always game for new information, you know, and so I can always remember, Kyle Kingsbury and like Josh Thompson were two of the big ones, you know, for me that I was always like, all right, let me try this on you. Let me try this on you. Let me try this. Yeah, on you. And they're looking for an edge. Right. So, Hey, well, if this right. is going to help me doc, then yeah, right. I'm doing it. Right. Right. You know, and, and they, you know, there was always a bunch of other guys that would come through and, you know, and then I you know decided to open up my own place and, you know, never once asked any, you know, athlete or anyone to come over, you know, that was on their own. And then they came over and just started treating more and more and more of these athletes. And then word, you know, gets out and, you know, and then you meet, you know, different people, Mike Potenza. I know, you know, right. I know him and mm-hmm. yeah, I think you've had him on here as well, yeah, as you well. know, yep. and you know, mm-hmm. and so then you, you know, see a couple of the sharks guys, you know, or, you know, you, you know, rub, you know, shoulders with guys from the 49ers or, you know, again, different soccer or whatever it is. And now all of a sudden guys start calling you and, you know, wanting to come in and it's like, all right, now for me, I never wanted to treat the athlete different than my regular person. Mm-hmm. Right. And, everyone's always the same. So you don't get that preferential treatment. You get the same for me, whether it's the, the amateur or it's the professional athlete, because we all need to do the same stuff. You just might have a bigger contract than someone that's in high school, you know, there's more risk. Right. Right. And so, you know, for me, I'm like, I'm not going to sit there and try and do something more gung ho on someone that, Ooh, this is a high profile athlete that doesn't work, you know? So if it anything, seems silly actually, right. right. You know, if anything, it's more spoon feed, you know, and like, all right, we're going to take this a little bit slower. And now we have to have more communication with your coaches or your trainers or your physical therapist or, you know, whatever it is. And, you know, it is, it's a little bit more in depth with them, but 
my treatment is going to be the same, you know, and because my goal is to get everyone and everyone better as fast as I can or as fast as their body will allow them to, you know, which is always the big one because everyone wants to be fixed now. Right. But that, you know, we know that doesn't happen. Right. So that's interesting. You just sort of talked about the, the things you want to do and, and get places. Maybe, maybe kind of describe just your philosophy as it, re, as it relates to, you know, your specific philosophy to sort of health and wellness yep. and, and where does chiropractic fit into that? And chiropractic, I think is very broad Huge. right yeah. now. Yeah. Whereas, you go back 20, 30 years, right. it was very specific. That's right. very broad. So maybe you can kind of expand on that. Um, I think my like definition of what I, what I do is I'm not like your typical Cairo, right? You know, our job, I don't have to like physically adjust you so you can get that noise, you know, that comes out of mm-hmm. your spine or whatever it is, you know, so we can teach you how to manipulate your own body time under tension. You know, I love like the Eldoa positions, you know, to put people into and, you know, breathing techniques that can now pump the spine. So it's not just laying you on your side and saying, all right, I'm going to, you know, snap your low back in half right here and right. get ready. Here it comes. You know, maybe that's going to help you, but that, in my opinion, it doesn't help long-term, right? Cause we're not feeding the brain any information. We're just doing some passive modality and being like, all right, good luck. I'll see you in two days, you know? So I come at it as I want to watch how your body moves Right. And then sort of where your body has these movement disturbances, we want to try and tease out why, you know, and let's figure out where is this issue now coming from? And then how can we make these body parts move, you know, a lot more smooth, you know, and then can we start to load them if that's what your goal is, you know, and, and, you know, everyone's goals are different, you know, so if you're a runner or you're a CrossFitter, right, but you both have low backs that don't move as well you have two different goals, percent. Right? you know, so my treatment style may be a little bit different depending on, you know, what each one of their goals are, but my goal is to still make your body do what it's supposed to do, you know, so you can go enjoy that activity, whatever you know? it is, well, whatever it is, right. Whatever's appropriate for right. you. Yeah. You just mentioned there about the <clears throat> not sending the brain any feedback or information. It's uh, maybe it's fair to say, all day long, every day, 24-7, there's the signaling that's happening. There's right. the signals going in and there's the signals coming back, which impact, you know, how the body responds, right, and performs under those specific signals or right. circumstance. And so I heard you say, like, if I'm giving you an adjustment, right, right. Uh, I'm not necessarily giving you a signal that tells your brain to do something in return from a long-term perspective. Right maybe describe that. Like, so what's happening actually with an adjustment, right? When you hear that audible pop right? and what's happening neurologically or could happen neurologically. I I mean, I think keep it simple, you know, like when you crack your knuckles and things feel a little bit easier, right? You get that signal to the brain saying, Oh, did we just open up that joint space? Mm -hmm. Right. So when, you know, we put someone on a table and we adjust them, we're getting a quick signal to the tissue to sort of relax right? So then they do feel better, right? And it's like, all right, you know, and that's when people say, well, my back went out. It's like, your back can't go out. If that's the case, that's a quick trip to the ER, right. you know, because you've got some issues going on, right. you know, or, oh, my disc slipped. It's like, they don't slip, you know? So things over time can change, right? And that's that physiological mm-hmm. response that you've put in over time, you know, and what are we trying to do when we adjust them? I mean, it's like, I call it kick your shin therapy, Right. You know, if I kick you in kick your, shin, your shin therapy you know? I love it. Yeah. and if your back pain went away, what are you going to let me do again? Right. You're going to let me kick you in the shin again because your back pain went away. Feel better. <laughs> you know? Right. You know, and, and I think that's the bad part with a lot of, you know, 
our profession, even, I mean, PTs will do it. Massage therapy does it. I mean, we all do that, you know, but it's, what is our end goal, right? If your end goal is just to sit there and keep collecting, all right, then that's, that's you, right? For me, I can't do that, you know, and that's how I treat myself. You know, if I have an ailment of some sort, I'm going to go back to a potential root cause and try and figure out what that is. And all right, let's go back to the foundation and let's rebuild, right? And as you rebuild, you're only going to make your body change over time. It doesn't happen in one adjustment, right? Or one training session or in one physical therapy session, right? Or a piece of paper that someone gives you and says, Hey, Right. I have low back issue. Do these six stretches and you're going to be amazing. You know, I'm like, well, who'd you build that for? You know, cause it sure as hell wasn't for me, right. you know? Yeah. I think in the day when everybody's everybody was general statement, but a lot of people are looking for the easy button or right. for the, for the form, the formula, right? right. Everybody's got a formula for everything these days. I think what I take away from what I heard you say there was, there is obviously there's no one size fits all. Right. It's not going to happen overnight and it's all very goal dependent right. and independent dependent on the individual that you're, that you're working with. Yep. So there is no piece of paper. There is no specific protocol. And while the textbook, right. right. And the training will give you the basic skill to be able to perform a particular adjustment or manipulation or therapy or whatever, it doesn't give you the skill necessary to be able to identify and think bigger picture right. and go down the road. And that comes from the constant right. reps, right. right? Right. Just like anything else, sending the signal, right. just like training, right. Trying to build muscle. You have to right. constantly send that signal in a way and then support it. Right. You know, support the body nutritionally, right? From a rest yeah, right. perspective, recovery right, right, right. perspective, and when you get there. And just uh, getting outside of the box, right? Be outside the box and be able to willing right. to try some things that may be out of your wheelhouse, right? Because, I mean, you may be an, an excellent, you know, adjuster. But again, does that fix everyone, right? And no different than, you know, again, most PT or most Cairo. Let's say they fix 75% of everyone. Perfect. I don't want the 75%. I want the 25%. Right. That's a huge right. market. That's right. a huge piece That's left huge, over. Right? You know, because those, <laughs> those are the little, people that are still hurting right. or need, right. need a different, a different way, right. a, a different, different solution. Right. Yeah. And so I think for me, the big one is, you know, education is always key, you know, and educating them, even if they were to never come back and see me, because some people just, they just don't agree with what I say, which is, Hey, I'm okay with that. Right. But if they are educated as to what those potential threats are in their body, when they leave, they can go to the next therapist and be like, you know what, this person, they said X, Y, and Z, does that make any sense to you? You know, and if it does, and maybe they speak their same language, you know, then all of a sudden it resonates. It's and communicated like, differently. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, it's all about communication and right. relationship building, right. which is what right, you right. alluded, how you built your business in the first place. Right. So I'm curious. Um, <laughs> I've, I was, I was made aware of something the other day. It tripped me out a little bit. I had to, I had to read it three times somewhere in there. Justin, it, it said something about you originally being on the path to be a dentist. Yep. And uh, <laughs> I, I, I got to be honest with you. Like, uh, I, I value the dentist highly, but I can't stand the dentist. And I look at that job going, this has got to be the most miserable job on the planet. <laughs> Tell us about the, the, the dentist path, man. Yeah. How, where did that come from? Well, so my dad's a dentist. Okay. Or was. He, uh, that makes he, sense. Yeah, he retired uh, almost two years ago now. And uh, so again, you grow up with that. And you're like, oh, you this know, is what I do. Yeah, it's a good profession, you know. And yeah. I can come over and take over, you know, his practice. And although it's you know back in Merced, you know, and so I went down that path and you know was doing the school. And I'm like, I can't do this, you know. And it just wasn't for me, you know. It wasn't the path that I wanted to go down. So I taught high school for four years. I worked on golf courses for two years, you know. So it took like a six year hiatus, you know, in between you know, when I was done with school back into, you know, going into Cairo school, 
I had played water polo with a couple guys that were, uh, that were chiros and, you know, hurt my back one time. And again, I knew nothing about what chiropractic was by any means. And one of them said, Hey, come to the office and let's adjust you. I'm like, sure, whatever that is, you know, and mm-hmm. went into the office and he again, laid me on his, on my on side, and, you know, and cracked the back. And I was like, Oh, it feels better. You know? So he literally kicked me in the shin, right. you know? And I'm like, all right, that, that felt better, you know? And so I think going into school, I, believe I was only adjusted maybe once or twice. That was it. You know, once I, but I knew I wanted to do something in healthcare, you know, and I, you know, looked at PT, but I'd have to go back to school for a year to get into PT to, you know, do some of the prerequisites that I hadn't taken for, you know, over six years. Mm. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to do that. So, you know, they said, Hey, just apply to Cairo school and you've got all the prerequisites since your degrees in biology. And so I did. And they're like, yep, you're in. Perfect. So <laughs> let's go. I don't know what this is, but <laughs> let's let it ride. It's so funny. You're not the first person to sit in that chair to, to tell a similar story right. about how they kind of got to where they're at. It was just kind of like, I'm not quite sure. I, right. had, a, I had a physician sit in that same chair not, yeah, yeah. not too long. It was like, it just, I just decided one day. I'm going to do it. <laughs> and you did it. Yeah. Which was huge at that time, you know, because I mean, we were, you know, with my, with my ex, you know, we were. We had two jobs. We could do whatever we wanted. We could go over we wanted. And all of a sudden we go from two jobs to one, you know, and now I'm in school full time. And it's like, wow, this is a whole different thing. And, you know, I can remember for me, it was, all right, here's my first semester here. I'm going to go back to school, right? I'm going to get straight A's, you know, I want to be valedictorian, blah, blah, blah. And after the first quarter, I'm like, yeah, I'm out. I just hope I get through. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm like, you know, we're good. A's, B's and C's, whatever. Don't care. Let's just get through this mess, you know, and then we'll figure it out on the back end. So how was that experience? I mean, how was the Cairo school experience for you? Did you feel like you were, because you had already had, you know, a certain level of education yep. at that point, you'd already been through kind of the educational experience yep. at one point. Did you feel like you were getting what you needed? No. Talk about that. No, it was, uh, I think it was a lot of just hoops. You know, I mean, your first year is all your sciences, which that's what my four years of, you know, of college was anyways, you know, it was all biology. So that was, you know, easy, but it was, uh, you can go back to passion, you know, I don't know if there's passion in the school or not, you know, it's just sort of, all right, here's a hoops for a bunch of kids to get through. Let's mm-hmm. just, you know, here's the PowerPoint, sit here and regurgitate. Ticking boxes. Right, yeah. right. You know, and here, take your test and pass your test and then call it good. You know your information. All right, next. You know, and so there wasn't a lot of um, outside context, I think, going into school and me and there were three other friends and they've got uh, clinics out in Austin, Texas now and so like the four of us, I can remember in, I think it was third quarter of school where we went out to Dallas, Texas, and we took our first like, you know, ART, you know, seminar, which uh-huh. is the active release, you know, therapy and which was amazing, you know, and I'm like, oh, it's pretty cool. Cause now you're rubbing elbows with other students and other, you know, docs and PTs and stuff that are now taking this, this information. So that was our, our sort of our indoctrination to outside of, you know, everything school, in school, the right? institution, right? Or- and then you just started taking some other classes outside of that. And then this uh, is while going to this school. Is, yeah. This is going so, to school. Right. And then uh, each October when they had the Ironman for three years out in Kona, we would go out to Kona and then we got to work on all the athletes, you know, and do ART, you know, stuff to them. And you're out there for an entire week, which was, you know, amazing, great experience, you know, dealing with nothing but high level athletes for an entire week. And then at the very end, you got to work, you know, the Ironman triathlon, which was you know, just bonkers in itself, you know, and, so we did that three years in a row and, you know, again, you start taking some other seminars, you know, here and there and while you're in school. And then once you get out, it's like, all right, how do I put all this together? And, um, 
Yeah, but I, I think the school itself was mainly just like you said, like check the boxes, you know, and make sure that you pass your boards and you get through and you you have enough information you get out to be dangerous, you know, and but you still you don't know the business part of it. You don't know how to manage, you don't I mean, you know, I call it the Palmer drones, you know, that the once you're in the clinic, you know, you get to start treating people and you know, they know what they want. They tell you what to treat. And you're just in there again, same thing. All right, I got my adjustment. I got my hot pack. I got my e-stim. I got Box my- sticking. Right. You know, and it's like you get out and go, all right, well, I just did that for a year. Now what the hell do I do? So, so what was your experience there with that transitioning out of school? Did you go into clinic with an established chiropractor who had a spot and basically do what you just said for a while? So I'm, I met uh, Dr. Omura at SCORE Clinic. So I met him in- I want to say is my eighth quarter at a seminar up in San Francisco. Yeah, he's a legend around here. You know, by yeah, the way. yeah, great guy. And so then I started working there like it was Thursdays and Saturdays, right? And then all I was doing was like soft tissue therapy. So I got to see actually how a clinic was run, mm. you know, and it, it was a busy clinic. So there were times when I would see thirty people in a day, a lot of reps, right? You know, and where I might see thirty people an entire month, you know, in school, right? So. I had that hands-on ability to be like, all right, I know what I'm learning here because this is real life. And then go back to clinic and be like, all right, well, I can take my time with you because I don't have anyone else on my books for the rest of the day, you know? And so seeing, I guess, best of, best of both worlds, you know, on, on that end. Um, but yeah, once I got through school, then it was starting my eighth quarter, graduated, worked another three years, you know, at his practice and just trying to hone my skills, you know, and figure out how things work. And I developed protocols, you know, for, he had like a, a traction table, you know, and then tried to do protocols for exercise routines because they had a small gym there, you know, so I was always trying to build, you know, and, and I realized that building never did anything because it was all templates, you know, and those templates again, doesn't match right. to every single person that's come through the door. But it makes sense. Like <laughs> so, mechanically, right. like in your brain, you're going, right. well, I see a lot of the similar things. Yeah. Like these are similar problems, but they didn't get there the same way. Right. Right. And then obviously they're not coming to you at the same point. Right. Right. They're coming to you at much different, maybe much different points in right. their process right. or their journey through whatever. Maybe it's an acute low right. back injury right. from whatever, a fall right. or an accident or something like that. Or maybe it's, this is a cumulative thing right. from it's happened over years and years and this would take a different approach. So yeah, the template idea, while there are frameworks for like, okay, here's a starting point yes. for me and here's the matrix of things that I could choose from in terms of how I how I operate here, looking for the template or the formula you found obviously didn't work. But I heard you say there, the timeline there was like three years. Yes. Along that time, that three years, are you thinking, I got to get out of here? No. Or what's going through your head? No, it, it was, you know, I mean, even when I have people that come in now and they ask about, well, should I start my own or should I go work for someone? I'm like, go let someone else pay for your own mistakes. Right. I mean, that's how you're going to learn right now. Not that you're going to go out there and hurt someone, you know, gotcha. but if you're on your own, right. And you need that next person to come through the door and that person didn't like you, they're not going to talk about you. Right. You know, we're in an established clinic, right. If they didn't like who you were, they can go to another therapist inside that own clinic if that was the case, you know, so they didn't have to leave. And you're going to get you feedback know. on that. Right, right, right. And so that was- Hopefully it's constructive. Right, and, right, 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 right. You know, and so I think, uh, you know, that three-year process was at the end of those, it was four years total, but, you know, at the end of that fourth year for me was like going, all right, my philosophy and this philosophy- aren't the same anymore. They're different. They're it's 100% a, and that's, different. And that's okay. You, right. You recognize that. Right. Okay. Right. So as, as I recognize saying, all right, 
if I'm treating this person with a low back issue and I keep doing the same thing, they keep coming in over and over and over and over and over again with the same low back issue, then what I'm doing isn't fixing them. What can I do different? You know, and because it was such a protocol based system, you come in, you know, we put you on a table, we put muscle stim on you, we bring you back out, we stretch you for a couple minutes, we do some soft tissue therapy on you, right? And then we adjust you. And if we have some time, maybe we give you one or two exercises if that's the case. And then, you know, peace out. Like, ah, there's a lot of stuff in there that doesn't get them to do anything different, you know, and it's behavioral. And they're like, but I feel good for those 15 minutes. Well, yeah, because you're laying down and you're shutting your brain off. Right. Right. You We're know? overriding the signals. Right. 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 We're, you know? Which in this person's case is the pain signal. Yes. Right. Yeah. So for years after, after I left, it was pretty funny because I would get people that, you know, I would see over there and they're like, Hey, do you have a muscle stim machine or a hot pack machine? I'm like, no, I don't own any of that stuff. Well, how are you gonna make my back feel better? I'm, I'm gonna make you work. You know, can make you do some work. Interesting. So they're kind of conditioned to, yeah. this is how it's supposed to be. Right. Right. God, that's, I mean, it's kind of what it sounds like, what we're conditioned to now as a society. Like right. I get sick, I have pain, I see the doctor, they prescribe a pill right. and, or, or a piece of paper. Yeah. Whatever it is. Right. Right. Or four weeks of physical therapy, right. whatever that is yeah, or looks right. like. And again, you go there, you get a piece of paper, right. you get a basic protocol or a template yeah. and then you leave. And nothing changes long-term. Right. And then you get those people that will come back and say, I've done my PT religiously for two years now. And I still don't feel better. Right. And I'm like, well, what have you been doing? The same exercise they gave me two years ago. With no new stimulus. Right. Nothing. And I'm like, but that doesn't work. If you go to the gym, do you do the same workout every single day? Well, no. Why would I do that? Well, some people you do. Know? And then they right. then they wonder why they don't true. change. True, or, true, true. Right. right. And they wonder why they're not, you know, doing what they Or I didn't lose any weight. You know? Yeah. It's like, well, yeah. you tell me why. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Interesting. So, I, I just... The, the, the three-year timeline, or you, I think you ended on four years. By four years, you'd, you'd sort of figured it out. I always kind of said that about coaching, you know, from a personal training perspective, is it's once you get that, you know, whatever it is, your degree, your certification, your degree in certification, whatever your your, your qualification is to come into the business and, and personal training, it's a very low barrier of entry, right. very low. But, you know, once you've done that and you've made an effort, you know, right. to get that done, whatever that is, it takes about three years to finally figure out, oh, like this is how all this works. Those templates that I tried to use didn't work. You start to recognize, I, I guess you're in a position to know, finally understand that there's many things that you don't know and it's okay to not know those. Right. And you need to maybe apply things differently. And then you're kind of looking for the right fit, you know, from there. It's like, okay, so... I have to make a decision now. Do I open my own business or do it my way? Right. Right. Or do I do what you just suggested, which is, okay, do I go someplace else that might be a better fit for me that shares a more similar philosophy yep. and uses some methodologies that I can kind of be on board with and, or things that I don't know yet and can, can continue to learn about to then take with me in the future. Um, and that's a, that takes a, you know, time, you have to kind of search around or figure it out. And if you've just kind of been buried in your little hole, right. And you haven't been building relationships and you haven't been communicating, you haven't been paying attention. And this is the way, because my whole academic career, I, what I've been taught is you do the chapter, you take the test, you right. move to the next chapter, you take the test. And at the end, you know, there's a degree or there's a pot of money or there's yeah. a, a clinic or, or you get or, something, you get something yeah. at the end. You're rewarded with something. So at the end of your three or almost four year process yeah. here, where, where do you, what do you do? Are you ready to do it on your own? You think you are? I mean, I thought that I was, you know, and 
so at that point is when I started looking for, you know, a location right. and I drove by this building like every single day going to the office. And you fell in love with it. Well, no, I'm like, oh, I saw that it was vacant. So okay. I'm like, all right, let me just go take a look at it. Right. And I go inside and I look and I'm like, oh, this actually place is pretty cool, you know, and it's got treatment rooms. It's got this massive area that I could rip down some walls and turn into my own gym okay. inside there. And, you know, it's got a full kitchen and, you know, back then it was you know, 3,500 square feet, you oh, know, that's a lot at, of space, man, at like a dollar a square foot. So I'm like, yeah. all right, yeah. you know, and again, not knowing business, you know, I'm like, let's do it. Sign on the dotted line. Let's go, you know, and signed a five-year lease. And, you know, then I realized I sit in there and I'm like, all right, it's, a lot of, it's quiet in right. here. There's a lot of space. Just myself, you know? <laughs> and uh, so as I have to figure out, all right, I've got X bills, yeah. you know, and before I never had to worry about the business aspect of it. Cause all I did was treat, mm-hmm. you know? And so now it's me going, all right, I need to treat people now, but I need to get people through the door. So how do I go out and get these people so I can now pay for rent? They actually gave me four months for free rent, you know, is what they did. Mm-hmm. Just had to pay the triple net, you know? And so again, not knowing what triple net was back then, you know, I'm like, Oh, well, what is this? You know, right. Yep. You know? And so at that point it was like, I think, $2,000 for the triple net or something like that or 1500 bucks. And, but I still had to make that somehow, you right. know? And so it forced me to go out on month one be like, all right, I need X people a week, you know, in order to treat just to break even by month's end, you know? And I think the first week I saw like five people, you know, and which was different from me seeing 30 people in a day, day. you know? Yeah. So huge change. But again, I'm the one that's answering the phones. I'm not doing the scheduling. You know, we are taking insurance. So it was me now doing some billing. So it was me learning that process at five people during the week. And the next week we doubled. And the next week, you know, I doubled and then we doubled. And so all of a sudden I just keep doubling. And then pretty soon I'm going, well, I'm here every single day and I'm seeing people now every single day. You know, how do I now start to figure out how to schedule accordingly? So I'm not here from eight in the morning to five you o'clock. You got to scale four you, people. Yeah. You're, you're, you're growing sort of rapidly. Right you know, your five X or your two Xing every week or right. every month or right, whatever right. it is, that's pretty soon that catches up yep. and you recognize other things I have to give. Yep. And then it was, I had such a big space. I'm like, all right, can I bring some other people in, you know? And so I had two friends that came in and they were, you know, they're both Kairos and another friend who was a massage therapist and they rented some space. And so that at least that helped with my overhead, you know, part of it. So right. it lessened my burden, you know, on that end. And, uh, then it was like, all right, how are we all building together? How are we collaborating together? Are we going to collaborate? You know, so. How did that work? Because, you know, you can get the egos, you can get those pieces of paper on the wall or, yeah. you know, this person graduated from this school. And in this case, I think everybody, grad, you know, went to Palmer. So right. kind of coming at it probably with a lot of <clears throat> a similar background that is, right. you're not, you know, you don't have Palmer in life and because there's, yeah. know, there's, there's things there. But my point is, is, you, you know, you get people and they're all eager, right? They're all determined. Right. Some maybe more than others. Right, right. Uh, some maybe not pulling the same amount of weight or have different ideas or yeah. not taking it as seriously. And you got different personalities and different energies and all that kind of stuff. How did it work out? Uh, worked out for me really well, you know, um, worked out for them not so well. Right. And, and what I mean by that is I think it taught me how to handle those egos, right? And whether again, they're busy or not busy and how do we deal with that? How do we communicate with them? You know, I mean, I'm sitting there saying, well, I'm getting busier. Why are you guys not getting busy? What are you going to do about that? You know, and with me, the way that we had things structured, it was always me at the end of the day that was paying. And even though they were like independent contractors, 
It's like, you know, you paid a percentage based on what you made during what the you month, brought to the table. They could show up and not do anything and still owe zero and well, have a place to come when they wanted right, to, because right. you're, you're making the stroke. Right. And so for me, it was like, all right, you know, like a uh, two years or so in, I'm like, all right, this, this doesn't work. We have to change some of this. So I need to give you guys like a base. This is what you guys are you responsible, have, right, for. You're responsible for. And you know, one had already bounced out and he's like, I'm done with chiropractic. I'm gonna go be a fireman. So he went and did that. And then the other one's like, that's just too expensive for me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, then that's going to X you out, you know, and another one stayed, you know, and that was Baker and Baker's still been with me for, I think it's been like nine years now. So, so I'm interested to know uh, what were the things that they weren't doing that you were doing that meant the difference between them being successful at those things and, and the things that they, so there's certain things they were doing and were, that they're not doing right. and there's doing it, but there's also doing it in a successful, you know, productive kind right. of way. Can you share what those were? I think for me, it was more of like, I don't have a problem talking about whatever we need to talk about wherever we are, you know, if back to communication, right, you know, just, we're just communicating. And if we're having a discussion, I don't have a problem asking them, Hey, you have this issue, come in and see me. Right. Wow. We're, you mean, you, you mean you, yourself? you might have a conversation <laughs> right. that might be a little uncomfortable. Right. You know, and so uh, others like, ah, there's no way I could do that. I'm like, but you play on, you know, these different, you know, softball teams or basketball teams or soccer teams. And yet people are injured all the time. And this is what you do. Why can you not talk to these people? But yet this is who you want to treat. You know, what do you think the roadblock was? Looking probably back, just, probably just lack of communication, just to period. Be, anyways, period. Right. I wonder. Right, right. So I wonder when, because when I hear that kind of thing, you know, from coaches or yeah. or anybody, I'm like, is it that you don't believe in yourself? You don't, you, you can't sell yourself, like, because maybe you don't believe in yourself. Maybe you're not confident yeah. in your skill or your ability. I think for our profession, and, and you could probably, you know, as trainers and stuff, could definitely relate to this. Or you being now a business owner and seeing it, right? Is I think with our profession is because there is no, you know, there's there's no barrier to entry right? You can get your degree or you can get whatever you need to get to get into school. Mm-hmm. And so you get into school. Okay. But there was no weed out process. So now all of a sudden you're, you're taking, being weeded after the fact. Right. Now you're in the profession and they're weeding you out mm-hmm. because you didn't have that skill where let's say, you know, the medical profession, you go into a hospital, the hospital is providing for you, right? As a PT, unless you owned your own PT clinic, right? You're working in a hospital setting or a clinic setting, right? Mm -hmm. So they're feeding you that information. So you just show up to work and you do your job right? for us, right? Unless you're working in a large clinic where you could probably do the same thing. But, you know, for the most part, if you're doing your own thing, you have to go out and be able to communicate. And if you can't communicate, that's going to take you out anyways. Yeah. I find that such a, such a challenge for so many people. And again, it's really a shame that people get that far into the process and whether it's that they're naive or disillusioned or um, they just cannot find a way to get it done to overcome their insecurities or their, right. you know, whatever that happens to be, that it leads to I'm actually leaving the profession altogether rather than maybe going somewhere to get educated on how to do right. it or accepting and having the conversation that you're trying to have with them is like, hey, you need to be doing these things. If you're not, I'll help you with them. Right. But that means our agreement needs to, needs to change because yeah. this is business at the yeah. end of the day. So I've had a lot of conversations with, with Cairo students lately. And um, one of those conversations is about sort of the business, the building your business curriculum is being taken out of school. Uh, and it's just not, so it's not even going to be, it's not even really being offered. Let's just say it's, it's, it's 
being severely sort of cut back. Right. Uh, and I wonder, I wonder what your thoughts are on that, knowing that, man, you're going to have to go out and learn this stuff anyway, but right. now we're cutting that back even further. What are your thoughts on that? Why do you think that's happening? I mean, I think it's, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy, right? Because I think they're going to come out and they know nothing about business, but yet you're asking them to now go run a business, you know, but you've taught them everything they need to do to be able to adjust someone, right? But you haven't taught them how to sustain them as a human in this world, right? So you gave them a, you gave them a trick, right? Mm. And there is, there's no show, right? But yet they want to sit there and perform the trick over and over and over and over again. And they don't understand why no one's coming to the show, mm. you know? And I mean, I, I would speak to the 13th quarter and, you know, same thing. And I'm like, Hey, I'm transparent. You want to know what I've made, what it takes to run the business. You want to know what my overhead is. I'll tell you. Right. right. And, and all of a sudden you just see eyes like big going, yeah, you want to know what just a couple of expenses are between, you know, your employees and your rent. Right. right? And like, and they're like, Jesus, seriously. And this is, you know? they're hearing this for the first time. It's never, they've <laughs> even thought of it. Right. Nobody's teaching. Right. This no, stuff. you know, and that, I think that right there becomes a huge a problem because they come out in the world thinking, well, I'm going to go out and make a million dollars now because I'm a chiropractor and I'm a doctor and I deserve right? it. Right. Yeah. You're okay. So yeah, you are a doctor of chiropractic, but what did you just get? You got a piece of paper on the wall that does what for you, right? right. It's a big bill. I, I would say there's another qualification to that. And you're not a chiropractor unless you've got patients practice right. what practice right. on. You have no right. practice right. if there's nobody to practice on. Exactly. So again, you've got a really expensive acronym behind your name and a yeah. lot of probably debt to boot. Huge. Uh, yeah, which is, kind of blew my mind when I was here that uh, when because it, it happened, I've heard it from at least three people. Yeah, and these are at different schools too, okay. so it's happening at at right at all over all over. Right. So I wonder also if that has something to do with the fact that the people that are actually teaching in the school uh, have did not have success right as business owners slash chiropractors in the field. And so they maybe don't have, or they're finally recognizing that maybe what they have been teaching them doesn't hold a lot of value or isn't very practical uh, in today's world. Right. And I, you know, you find that in education all the time. I think in the, in the institution of education, what we often do is deconstruct, you know, what models look like yeah. and, and theories look like and whatnot, but we, we don't really build anything. Right. Right. So right, right. that's all we're doing in school is kind of working backwards through the problem yep. constantly. And that, that being said, kind of being given all the pieces to get to a solution or an answer. And when I say that, I mean, literally given the pieces to the problem yep. and expecting that the pieces to the problem are going to be given to me so that I can figure it out. Puts puts, uh, puts the aspiring chiropractor, business owner, coach, practitioner, right. whatever, in a, in a really, really tough Right. Tough position. And then the bad part, right, is, you know, I mean, as you know, when clients come in to see you, you're probably not the very first oh, no. person that they've hired to come in and train them, yep. just like us. I mean, they've probably been to three or four or five others, typically, you know, on, on that end of things. And so when they come in, they already have some preconceived notion, notion as to what they're going to get, you know. And for me, I will preface it. I'm like, I am not your typical Cairo right? We might do things a little bit different. You may like it. You may not. I don't know yet, right. you know, but at the end of this hour session right here, we'll figure it out, you know? And if you don't like it, I will help you go find someone yeah, else. I'll gladly draw you a map right. and give you a number. Right. Or I'm, else. I'm okay it. with that. Right. You're not going to hurt my feelings, Same. you know? And it's like, and if it fits perfect, there's going to be stuff I'm going to hold you accountable for. Right. And we need to figure that out. 
yeah, that alignment piece is so important. And just the, 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 the client patient yeah. practitioner coach yeah. relationship, there just has to be, that has to be lined out. And I, again, going back to having the, what could feel like an uncomfortable conversation, you know, I think as coaches and practitioners, man, that has to be like the most normal part of it and natural part. I right. mean, there's gotta be a natural transition into this kind of a conversation yeah. Before we get into talking about fees for service and all that kind of yeah. thing, it's, it just makes that easier, though. Yeah, oh hell yeah! Right. It's I mean, there's no question that, right. that it should. It's a natural flow. Yeah. Yeah. It should be a natural flow, but if that's not being taught, or if you don't have those reps, or yeah. if you're the if you're the the new Cairo who's waiting to take your boards or whatever, and you're walking into that office and you're getting your reps, but all you're getting is the adjustment reps, right. so to speak, or the, the e-stim and the hot packs and the, you know, whatever it happens to be, but you're not getting the business reps. You need to either ask for those or you need to find a new environment to get in to get those. Cause ultimately, right. you know, all you are is the errand boy, Yep. you know, yep. uh, and you're not learning what you need to learn. So start kind of moving on from that. I, I not advocating for yourself as a new, new Cairo is going to be really, that's, yeah, that's yeah, going yeah. to be a, a, a big problem for you. But what are maybe some, if you're not doing that, I think it's a mistake. What are other, the what are some other big mistakes you see new Cairo's coming, coming into the field with? Because and maybe it's important to note your model is sort of a traditional model in that you do have space. You have a couple of, right. you've always had a couple of very successful, yep. you know, well put together Kairos in your office. You've shared your office with you just kind of explain that yep. model. And then you've also had, Hey, I'm also providing an opportunity for people to come in and cut their teeth. Right. Right. So what are the, what are the mistakes? Cause they come and they go, right. It's just like coaching. What are the mistakes you see them making the common ones? I, I think it depends on what their background is. You know, what I've seen, over my what, 15 years of not doing this, you know, is if someone has, there was a break between, let's say schools, you know, between them being a Cairo, they were a, uh, you know, a trainer before they did something before they have better communication skills versus just going from school to school to graduate now out in the real world. Mm-hmm. Right. And they, I don't think they understand that business aspect like we were just talking about. So I think that the ones that have gone from school to school, they jump out expecting right? Mm. This is exactly what I need, right? And this is what has to happen for me to be successful. Yep. Where the ones that actually worked realize, go, all right, you know, I wasn't successful before because why I probably choose chose a different path, you know, and now I'm in the real world right now. All right. I need to be humble. I need to learn. Mm. I need to be able to expand that knowledge and be able to apply that knowledge per situation, you know, whereas, you know, the ones that just come out go textbook, oh, low back, I'm going to do X and there is no Y and Z. Right. And then it's like, but this is exactly what I did, you know, and then they never question the why they did what they did, because that's exactly what they learned when they were in school, because there was no failure. Right. You know, whereas, again, those people that had some other alternative before they got into school and now after they know what the real world sort of has to offer, you know, whatever that job was before. I think that's probably pretty common across the board. Right. People coming right, out. Right. It's again, there's that step by step. If I do this, then that. Yeah kind of thing. And there's an expectation at the end of the, end of the, the, the stepping stones yes. or whatever happens to be. Uh, yeah. It's very disillusioned, you know, sort of, sort of coming into it. And then there's this uh, kind of expectation. I don't, maybe not. I don't think the word is entitlement. They just don't know. It's an expectation yeah. but to other people that have been done it. Like you did it right. right? Uh, it can feel like there's entitlement there. Right. Like, dude, you, you're not, I, I hear what you're asking for, but you haven't done the work yet. You know? And that's what a lot of them with me, you know, right. I'm like, Hey, if you want that bonus, show me. 
Right. Don't tell me you want one. Right. Don't tell me you want to raise. I'm going to go back to your numbers and be like, hey, look at your numbers. You know, because if your numbers are the same, why do I want to keep giving you or why would I give you a raise when your numbers are the same? Look at mine. Right. And I'd always base my, what I paid myself with them. Right. And so my bonus structure was always the same as all of my employees. So that never changed because I'm like, we are a team. I'm no better than you are. Right. So because of us putting things together, I may own the business. Right. That's a whole different thing because I'm spending a lot more hours outside running the business than what you are just coming in and treating. Mm -hmm. Right. So, but in the treating, I'm not taking time off. So, I can go do something different, you know, but if I do do that, that means I afforded myself that ability to do it. Cause I already treated X number of people before you did. I think this, uh, so if you're a, if you're a new Cairo out there, a new coach and you might be listening to this right now, maybe an experienced Cairo and you've been in it for a while and you're not getting out of your practice or out of, you know, your profession, what you want to, these are, this is important to, to think about because you, you may be blown away. Like Justin's mentioning bonuses, you know, there's probably Cairo's out there in offices right now. I know there are right. that have, there's a bonus structure somewhere right. in a chiropractic right. office. Like I come right. in, I treat, I get paid based on how many treatments I do, right. you know, like I get paid hourly or there's a salary. I could treat 35 people in a day or right. I could treat three people in a day. I get paid the same, whatever else. I mean, you're talking about how to incentivize somebody and get some skin in the game and then get them to do work. And then also uh, obviously like when you do that work, you get paid, right? right? There's a, there's right. a bonus, right? Yeah, there's an incentive. Right. right. To do that and allows you, gives you freedom and flexibility to do other things like go out and get new education you right. know, or new, new things and constantly thinking that way versus money, money, money all the time. What do I have to do to sustain this over time? Right. Modeling. But let, maybe if we sat and we built sort of together what the, what the success formula, if you could kind of put the, build the success formula for a, uh, a new Cairo who's coming out of school, like in, in, you could kind of set it up for them in the best way possible. And there really were no restrictions to this um, for them. And they could get all the best of everything that they needed in order to ultimately be successful, have their own business and thrive in that business and in life. Let's start with it. What's the, what, what is the thing they need to come out of school with and be focused on first um, to kind of set the stage? Wow. Uh I think to set the stage, I mean, their attitude. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I would I, agree. Like mindset. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mindset attitude. That's, that's number one. Cause if they're already coming in and they're just like, Oh, I got this. Well, you might, you know, you might be part of that one or 2%, you know, that can do that. But the rest of the, you know, 98, 99% of the people that's not going to happen, you know? So that attitude I think is huge going, all right, be humble. Mm. It's going to take some time, right? Be good with it. But every day you're trying to get 1% better. You know, and so if they can get 1% better on a daily basis, I mean, it may take you three months, but in three months, you're already 90% better, you know? Yeah. I think that's it's sort of the, uh, it's the attitude of the athlete, right? Right. 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 right, right. Business owner, the athlete, yep. the, the person that's winning in life, yeah. right. And in business is probably thinking that way. Right. And so if you don't come into the right mindset, so mindset being number one, um, number two, you've just come out of school and we kind of just alluded to this. So you're coming into it with the right mindset. For me, the next most important thing is you got to have a fucking amazing product, right? You <laughs> right. got to be able to deliver, right. you know, what you say you're going to deliver. And yeah. that means making sure you continue your, your educational process. You do the things and put in place the things that, um, that are going to help your clients yeah. and you and the business right. be successful in that order, right? I, it's got to be client centric. It's got to be client focused in my, in my mind. Like, look, the, 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 the product and, and what we're delivering here, it can't be, it's not going to be a template. Right. 
And so I have to be, I have to be prepared for anybody that walks through that door and know who those people are and know what those issues are and be able to, to go forward with this, you know, with this treatment or with this, yep. this plan or this, this solution. So, which I think goes back to mindset, right? 1000%. If they're, if they're coming back to that, that mindset of I've already got this or my mindset is, all right, my hours are eight to five, right? Because if it's at five and you shut your brain off at five, then you're not that businessman, yeah. right? Cause I mean, you know, as a business owner, you don't shut off when the doors lock. I, right? I don't even it's, know what eight to five right, is. It's, it's 24 seven. So you may have 40 hours here in the gym, but you're going to spend another 40 hours outside doing something different, right. but it's always back to the gym. Right. And it's, so it's important to know right off the bat where you are with that. Right. You know, because if you're thinking I'm going to work eight to five and then shut it down and go ride my right. mountain bike for three hours and then go spend some time with the right. kids and, you know, have weekends off and go on vacations and shit like that. Don't, don't try and start right. your own business. Just, just <laughs> and, don't. And, and again, there's, I think there's going to be a small percentage of people that can do that. And they might be successful at that. Good on them, right. you know, but for the most part, that's just, that just doesn't happen. Right. Right. I, it, so moving like, so moving forward in the success formula. So you have this, this um, again, that you have to have the right mindset. Right. right. And then you have to have an amazing product. Like right. if you're delivering, if all you're doing is trying to polish a right. turd, right. then that's all, that's all it's ever going to be. And right. eventually that's going to catch up with you. People might, might, might not notice it that at first, but it's going to, it's going to happen it'll or it'll show. So the, the, what do you, I think you have to be in kind of the mindset also of being able to connect with the client and help them uh, with understanding. And you mentioned this already, and that's kind of why I'm bringing it back up. You telling them this, first off, I understand what your problem is yeah. and then get them to understand what their problem is. But more importantly, and this is the piece that you expanded on is understanding that all the things that they've tried and all the things that they maybe already have pre right. preconceived yeah, yeah, is, yeah. is not going to work. So, or, I, or hasn't worked for them, which I think is the education. That's right. You know, that's I mean, the word. Yeah, educate. The, you have the, to educate them. You have to educate them. You're not telling them, right? Because I think they're, everyone tells everyone stuff and they just, it goes in one ear out the other. Right. But I think if you can paint a picture for them, you can show them. I mean, I'm always asking my clients, do you understand, right? Did you get that one? Did you understand? Do you understand? Because if they don't, the last thing I want is them walking out of the office going, I don't understand what he said. Confused or right? just unclear. Like, unclear, right. You know, and so sometimes for me making one exercise, that one exercise they're going to do, even though they may want five. I'm like, no, no, no. I need you to become a ninja at this, this one. one. That's it. Nothing more, <laughs> right? You show me that you're a black belt in this movement. Perfect. I will graduate you to the next level. Right. You know, and, and I think that's where now all of a sudden, like, I mean, my big one is like the 90, 90, right. I mean, that's a big one. Cause most, most people, yeah. our hips are garbage. Yeah, if you're looking you for know? something like that's a great place to start. Right. Cause everybody's going to get right. probably some benefit out of that. hundred percent. Very few people on the planet yeah. don't get some benefit. Right. Out of you know, and, and, and again, it's even from my dancers to, you know, my bodybuilders or whatever. Right. I mean, their hip physiology is going to be different. I get all that, right? But do we have the control, control necessary in order to move your anatomy how we want to move it? So as we educate that client, you know, as to the why, this is why you're trying to do this and this is why you're getting the pain that you're now experiencing. If we go backwards a little bit and we can now try and change some of these behaviors that your body has adapted over time, right? Now all of a sudden we have a new you. 
what's the most effective way you found to do what you just said? Like in terms of, so you're going to educate them. And so there's telling them, but what else are you doing in your office with your clients to help them be a ninja at that particular? I'm getting on the ground with you. You know, I'm, I'm hands-on, right? I mean, I'm showing you, you know, I want to be able to show you what I expect you to be able to do. Right. And so all the exercises and stuff that I will give to people, I'll tell them, I can do myself, right? And so I will show you what I expect your body to be able to do. Can it always be better? 100%. You know, and so when people look at me and go, oh, you're so mobile, you can do da 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 I'm like, yeah, but it's taken me six years to get yeah, here, right. you know, with ACL tears and back surgery and all these other things that I've had, you know, but I still keep myself mobile enough so I can go play. I mean, that's my goal. And I'm not going to make an excuse and I can always still hurt myself, but I have less risk. Yeah, so you you again you're you're being a uh you're being not only you are you being the educator you're being like the coaches the players coach right, right? and getting out there on the field with them right. and showing them right. how do I think that's extraordinarily important I think you have to be able to depending on what business you may be in or what exercise or whatever that you're showing like you're a coach obviously you need to manage things right you right. need to manage your body but I, what I heard you say there is, is this isn't a piece of paper right it's not an app Right. Right. It's not, I'm not getting you to sign up for some exercise program online. Like those are tools right. for, to help you review and maybe continue the education process and give you some insight into the things that you could be doing beyond. But this is what we're focused on now. Right. And you're being part of that solution. I think that's so overly missed because people are trying to scale going, how do I cut all of that out? Right. How do I just give people the answers and check in? Right. Right. And and there's always, that's just added value. I think the check-ins, but it's the actual sitting down and walking through the revisiting the problem, yeah. right. Revisiting the solution, seeing, and, and again, we, 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 if you can measure it, you can management, manage it. So there's this constant check-in process in your solution process, yeah. right? Like, Hey, when I present this problem or this, when we, if we've, we understand what the problem is. Here's the solution as you keep coming back in here. We're going to keep checking in and right. find out, are we making progress? If we're not, we, we examine why not. Right, right, examine right. the gap. Right. What is the gap here? And right. Is it that you're not doing the exercise or you didn't understand the assignment, yep. as the kids say these yep. days? Or do we just need to, we need more frequency or, or, or whatever else. So I think it's putting yourself in a position as a, as a business owner, as a manager, as a leader you know, of your clients, of your practitioners of yep. your coaches, whatever on the floor to actually get on the floor and do it. I think that's, that's so that's just missed. Now people are looking for the, what's the third party I can bring in here and do that. Can I have an intern do this? Well, it's even, you know, if I, if I go back to like my teaching days, right. I would give out tests that in the instructions, I would say, do not take this test. <laughs> sit here for 20 minutes. Oh yeah. As a high school teacher. Right. You know, and sit here for 20 minutes, then bring the test up, put your name on it. And you would be surprised at how many people actually took the test. Because they never read the instructions. Right. And so I think the same thing here is, what are the instructions and are you giving clear instructions? You know, or are you just giving some instruction? Right. You know, and then again, they're just lost in translation. You know, or are you walking them through A, B, C, D, or did we skip those steps? And I think we like to skip steps because we want a lot of these exercises to look sexy. Right? They're not right? Making your body move better is not sexy, right? right? It's making your shit move nice, Yeah, you know? And when it doesn't move nice, then we have a problem. And you hurt. Right. Or you, know? you don't perform. Right. So right. how do we go backwards to go forward? You know? And I think a lot of people just want to keep moving forward because they want to go play now pickleball, which is big or tennis or go for a run or do whatever, you know, mountain bike now. And they wonder why their body is now broken. Mm -hmm. Well, you didn't take any steps to build yourself 
a resilient body to do what you're looking to do because you sit at your desk all day long and you're a desk ninja, right? But you're an expert that, at that. Right, you know, <laughs> and then you want to go do, you know, black belt stuff, but you expect yourself to be a black belt, but yet you're a white belt. You yeah, that, that's, that can be the most frustrating part right. for a coach or a practitioner, right? And looking at or again, management, leadership, parent, right. Right. you right. know, like, so right. you have to establish, you know, there's some things I'm educating you, I'm showing you, I'm giving you the plan, this is my role right. and responsibility in this, right? right. <laughs> but, but this is what your roles and your responsibilities are in this as a as a client, as a patient, as a as a as a child or whatever, whatever. else, right? Right. And right. so again, that comes back to the measuring and managing. Am I doing what I'm supposed to be yep. doing here in order to get to this result? And ninety nine percent of the time, if we're not getting the result we're looking for, it's because somebody isn't fulfilling their responsibilities. Right in that process. But if you do that up front, then everybody gets, a, everybody gets accountability. Yes. Right. And then there's no weirdness or questions about, well, you know, I went and saw that guy for six weeks and I, I didn't, you know, I didn't feel better. Right. Well, why not? Right. And that's a surprise to me. Cause you know, like I thought we were moving on the right path. Right. It would be a huge surprise to everybody in, involved if that truly was the case. Um, and I think a lot of times the, again, the, the bigger part of that is, is somebody didn't do their job very well. Right. Somebody didn't establish that communication right. pathway to make that work. Their uh, management was off somewhere. Whoever's management. Right. And, and then obviously there has to be some kind of a process for this. And yes. we're talking about managing your schedule and yep. who you see and how you see it. You have to kind of flawlessly execute that all the time. So the client knows this is how it's supposed to go. This is what happens when I come here. This is what right. doesn't happen when I come here. We get down to business right away, or I can kind of ease into this thing or whatever the case right. is. Like you have to have processes. And I think a lot of people focus on the processes. Uh, when I say people, I think business owners, they, they want this. This is the process and they focus on the process all day long. They almost overdevelop the process right. and they miss the, the things that, kind of happen in between and that's not shit you learn at school no no and if they're cutting that out that's a big disservice that goes right back to what i was talking <laughs> right. about yeah huge disservice i feel like there's a there's a business opportunity here just right. for us i think so <laughs> so um yeah we talked a little bit about we so we talked about your model and you're giving people the opportunity uh within your within your clinic to to go through these things yep. right and part of doing that i imagine because it's the same for, for in the fitness business. Part of doing that is doing a really good job at that and then losing somebody. <laughs> That's huge. You know, and I think especially being here in the Silicon Valley, because it's so expensive here, mm. you know, trying to get people to stay, right? That's a hard one, you know, or stay for just a period of time. Yeah. Because they know that they can go out and now take those skills, which, hey, I'm all, I'm all for you learning whatever skills I can give you then go out and do what you have to do, you know, cause ultimately that's what, that's what we want. You know, I want you to go out and go thrive. I also want someone to stick around. Right. Too. It hurts. It right. stings when that happens, but you know what? That's not uncommon here in Silicon Valley period. I mean, with the, with tech being dominant here and all the support businesses that support tech. I mean, if you're with a company three to five years, that's a, that's a fucking eternity right. here. People are constantly looking for the new deal. Sure. There's constantly new companies opening. Right. There's, they, they continue to get more specialized and more specialized and more specialized. Uh, it's not an uncommon thing. So as a business owner, if you're looking to build one of these businesses, you have to recognize that is the reality. Yes. And you just like continually putting new, uh, you know, new clients into the funnel, you always have to be looking for the next, for the talent. Right. Um, 
I don't know for you, I know how it is. It's been for us in this last couple of years yeah. with the current events that are going on, but that's become a very tough process. Have you experienced the same thing? Yeah. Huge. I mean, you know, the very beginning of all this mess, you know, I mean, we had to close, you know, offices and had to, you know, let, you know, employees go, you know, and that's never fun to do, right. you know, and, uh, you know, then people left because again, they're trying to figure out where they're trying to manage their, their time at, you know, and whether they, mm. I don't think any of them really stayed here. Um, but you know, majority of them, they all moved, you know, and same went home somewhere, wherever home was, you know? And so, yeah, that was a, that's a tough thing to try and see. And then back to like, you know, even what you're doing now is that rebuilding phase and trying what's your team, you know, and how do you build your team again? And then, you know, for me, people say, well, do you want to expand to more offices? And I'm like, I don't know if I do. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's, it's it makes me as, want to throw up right now. Right, thinking as about much that. as I may want that, I'm like, I don't know if I want yeah. that headache again. Yeah. You know, I like simplicity right now, you know, and it's, there is something to be said about just, I know my schedule and all right, I'm good. Yeah. Know? So that begs the question. So what shifts have you seen or have you had to make yeah. and what shifts are maybe you seeing other, other Kairos in the business um, having to make as a result of, you know, all the things that you just mentioned. I don't know about other, you know, Kairos. I just know for me, just, you know, I mean, pretty much this past what year and a half has been head down and trying to figure out the world, you right. know? And so I don't really worry about what anyone else is doing at this point. So for me, it is, you know, how do I expand on what I have right now, mm-hmm. you know, and how can I get, you know, another one or two, you know, docs and PTs, whatever it might be and into the office and just, I think, make that office the best office possible. Mm-hmm. And if there's an opportunity to expand, then we look at it, you know, if not, then, you know what, I'm going to just stay where we're at and be like, all right, we have a solid team. I just want to keep a solid team, a solid team. Right. It, yeah. It's a critical, right? I mean, right. It, when you are rebuilding, there's this sense of culture that may get sort of lost or cloudy. The culture can kind of change when you lose veterans or you right. lose people that have sort of been in it for a while that help, you know, that, that culture thrive and, 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 flourish right i think so when you lose those people it's it's and it, it means it's clients and patients right. too when you right, lose right. those people things kind of feel different and you can it's uncomfortable man it, it it is weird while you're trying to kind of rebuild things also when you recognize this is going to be different right and i'm going to have to get used to that and i'm going to have to shift this over here and i'm going to have to adjust this over here this toggle is not going to work anymore. Right. like i've got to find a new one or so forth you we were just kind of talking at the beginning here or sound checking just you were Talking about how you've, for, well, first off, your office has moved. Yes. Right? Yep. You, so you, maybe talk about, before we get into kind of the shifts you made, yeah, yeah. like personnel and how that's yep. all worked, maybe talk about that, kind of what happened, what precipitated, as a business owner yep. in the the early days of, you know, the shutdowns and COVID-19, and you're in Santa Clara County, so we were, yep. we were, we were <laughs> this is a crazy spot. Still are. Yeah, it, it still is. It was a hot spot. I mean, we were <laughs> probably one of the most, you know, restrictive counties in the entire state. Um, That may not be the case right now, but it certainly was for a very long time. Maybe talk about how it impacted you and the things you had to do, you know, to survive. Yeah. I mean, I think just like everyone else in this area or, you know, across the United States, I mean, we're, you know, for that short period of time, everyone was in some degree of lockdown and then we just continued, you know, here. And because, you know, just like you guys were more Mm hands-on, you know, so it does make it a little bit tougher to be like, all right, how do we do these zoom calls? how do we transition over yeah. to a zoom treatment? You know, if, if that's the case and 
Um, the good part for us is, you know, we could do a lot of corrective exercise and that type of, you know, stuff. So that, that and that wasn't new to your clients because right, no. you'd already been doing yeah, it. So yeah. we'd already been doing all that. So that that made things easier and an easier transition for us. Um, but yeah, I mean, our our lease was up in uh, January of this past year, and so you know, with having to let go employees, it was pretty much just myself and you know Baker was in there for two days a week. So for eight grand a month, you know, I'm like, ah, that doesn't, doesn't add up, doesn't add up, you know, and I just, I'm going to keep digging myself a hole, you know, and that doesn't do me good. Not knowing day. what this thing is going right? to look like. Yeah. So we, we decided to, you know, uh, not, you know, resign. And so our friend of mine, you know, he owned a gym and so we went in and built out half his gym. So we've got a few offices inside there and, you know, it's like a transition, you know? And so that's a tough part because I'd been in my location for 10 years, you know, and it's like home, from, right? Right. You go from a 3,500 square foot office down to a 1200 square foot, you know, space and expect it to work. And so we, you know, got rid of a lot of stuff and again, still trying to just manage and figure out what, how does this office work and how is it going to benefit us? And then what are the little nuances inside the office? And, you know, uh, it's not a, it's not a very busy, you know, training gym, which is nice, you know, so they have some classes in the evening time. So it gets a little bit noisy because we have more of an open room concept, uh-huh. um, or open ceiling concept, you know, and, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's transition, you know, and you take it as it comes and you just keep rolling and figure it out and just keep rolling. Yeah. I think, you know, those that made it through yep. the other side, that's what they had to do. You mentioned sort of, um, uh, what's the, like kind of force multiplying, the staff or the talent that yep. you had, cause you're losing, you're losing staff, right? right. You're having to lay people off. Right. But so, you know, I have to bring people back on and I have to do this very strategically, right? right? It's very strategically. Maybe that might not be a proper term, but you have to do it strategically. Yes. Very. I don't know if you're trying right, to, right, right, right. but it's just gotta be strategic because I can only hire one person at a right. time. So this person, so, and then I've got this other person that I know is going to be on board how do you divide up responsibilities, roles? How does how does it work now versus maybe how it worked before? Uh, tougher now, just because you know Tani, who was like my work wife, you know, of yep. you know nine years. Yep. You know, I mean, she left in March, so that puts it all back onto me. And you know, our new front desk, it's like I can't I can't give her the same responsibilities that Tani had they don't for have nine the skills, years. The, right, the wisdom, the right, experience, right. The relationships. Know, right. Yeah. So I mean, a lot of that now falls back onto me. You know, so it is a lot more like time management on my end and trying to figure out the ins and outs of where I could just let her do, you know, a lot of the business stuff as well. And now it's back onto me again, you know, so it is trying to figure out, all right, how can I make this business more streamlined, you know, to make those processes a lot easier where I don't have to worry about my front desk doing it anymore, you know, because it is streamlined. It's, you know, it's, it's simple. Um, you know, we have, a pretty simple, you know, check-in, you know, process now. And we switched our, our scheduling system. And so we did a lot of different changes, you know, back in February, January, February, March. And, uh, which I think will definitely get easier as the world here in the County starts to open up, you know, as well. Right. I I mean, those are infrastructure challenges and changes. And and you look back, it's like, might've seemed like forever ago when you first did it. And it was probably a nightmare and now it feels more normal. Right. And it has been sort of a short period of time in the big scheme of things. You've been at this 15 years, but yeah. having to make that those shifts and those changes in such a, with the unknown, you know, in this changing landscape yeah. and all that stuff all at one time, uh, that's really where the, the solid business owners have, have come out to the other right. side. And I think the smart ones are also doing all of this with a different outlook on the future of, I need to protect myself from, 
this kind of thing right. in the future somehow. And uh, so I need an insurance policy of some kind. And that doesn't mean what's my backup plan. Right. Uh, the backup plan is you're going out of business. Right. That's, that's, you're either in or you're out. Right. right? right. And so that's, you had to go all in. And right. I mean, we talked about this when I came over to visit, yeah. the, visit the spot, which is fantastic, by the way, while I know you miss your old spot and I miss it too. Yeah. And the, some of the cool stuff yeah. that you had and toys and space that you had, there's nothing that at your new place that you can't provide. No, not at all. You know, it's just, you're doing it's, it. Yeah. It just looks different. looks different, yeah. right? It's a different and that change is tough for people to accept it sometimes. Is. And yep. so you're also dealing with that energy, yep. right? From yourself, your employees, or, right. you know, the people around you, your clients and, and all those kind of things. So there's, there's all that. But, but uh, the, 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 the point of that being is, is setting yourself up for the future, understanding that change may or may, it's probably going to happen again, but how can we, minimize the impact of these kinds of things in the, in, in the future. So, and that, that rule book or that, that game plan is being continually written as yeah. we speak. Or there is all the time. Yeah. You can't, you, there is no, there is no playbook no, for this thing. No, not at all. Yeah. And it's crazy. Like, you know, I mean, you look at us here, but then you go to like my, you know, my friends out in Austin, Texas, you know, where, I mean, they're absolutely crushing it. Yeah. You know, and you can go to other areas that may be, you know, getting hammered like we are here. So it was very weird just talking to other colleagues and friends and be like, yeah, we're getting hammered, but we're crushing over here. Right. And it's like, what's man. the best practice that I should be following? Right. right? Again, right. it goes back to problem solving with your clients and their particular issue. Everybody's particular circumstance is different. Yeah. And so their response to this is going to be different. And then what are the, what are the internal things that we can control and yep. what are the external things that yep. we, we can't control? So yep. I think that leads me to the next question, which is with regard to, you know, patients and, you know, the, I guess the, the market, but particularly your clients and patients, patients and what, how are they approaching their health and fitness differently or their health and wellness differently now, if any, have there, are yep. they making shifts in what they're doing and how they're doing it uh, versus, before all um, this? I think early on, yes. Um, I mean, we'd like to think that uh, they're taking their health a lot more serious, mm -hmm. you know, but I mean, when you, when it comes down to it, I don't think it is at all, you know, and it's a, it's an easy out to go in and, you know, take this pill, take that pill, get this vaccine, don't get that vaccine, whatever it is. Right. right? So the, they're just different answers for people. I, what I do notice is people are talking about doing things more, now, whether or not they're actually doing them more or not, or they're just telling us that because they know that's what we're expecting them to do. Too soon to tell. It's too soon to tell because, again, I haven't haven't seen that change yet, you know. And, you know, when people say, oh, I want to go and I want to be a runner. Perfect. What have you done? I just go out and I go run. Yeah. Okay. Well, what have you What's done? What's the plan? Right. You know, yeah, there is no plan for you to be a better runner right now. And this is why you're in here broken, you know. <laughs> so it's like we have to figure out what that game plan is for you. And they talk about, all right, here's what we need you to do. And they come back again. Well, this still hurts. Well, what have you done? Well, I haven't had time. But you made time to go run when you knew you were broken, but you didn't have time to do what I gave you so you could be unbroken. Like, I don't understand that philosophy. Yeah, it's you know. kind of a, like, is that a positive thing right. or is it a negative thing? Again, like I'm more aware that I should be doing something else or something different. Right. And so I'm going to go do that. And so they made a decision to do it, but the, unwittingly yeah, they're potentially putting themselves in a worse position because right. of the approach they're taking right. to it. 
Yeah. Like, I don't know if that's positive or not. I have to be, I have to be really honest with you. I, I hear and see the same things in the gym, yeah. you know, at the same time, it's like, I'm really doing it this time. Are you? Yeah. Right. Cool. Well then show me. But <laughs> right. what I'm, what I'm seeing is I shared this with you before, like I'm plus members for, right. you know, pre COVID, you know, members and clients, but my, my revenue per member is down yeah. and that's not because they're spending like we've lowered prices or they're not buying the same packages. We have a dual model here. Yeah. We run a membership model as well as a pay as you go model, depending on what they do. So it's their frequency of trainings down, right? They're just not coming in as right. often. And it's kind of the attitude going back to mindset is no, I know I knew I should be doing, I should be doing. So these are intelligent people, right. by the way. Right. I mean, right. there's right. right. like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm doing it, but they don't maybe realize I'm doing it less right. or I just going to take it easy here or whatever. And look, there's nothing wrong with two days a week. Yeah. We just know, and this is facts for most people, three days is going to be better for you. You yeah. know, whether you're training with us or outside of here, we need to get you some more activity yep. during the week, right? Four days is a game changer. Right. You know, five days could be awesome for you if it's appropriate. Right. And we know, you know, be stretching much beyond that for most of the people that we work with is, Right. could be counterproductive. Sure. So my point being is you're talking about it and I hear you, but I'm not, I don't see it. Right. So I, yeah, I don't know if that's positive or isn't positive that they're talking about it. I guess it would be, you know, what do we do with that? But if we could take some positives away, <laughs> <laughs> if, if there are any positives to be gleaned by this, particularly from like the client, yeah. you know, adoption of a healthier lifestyle, um, a greater level of awareness, maybe I'm, giving you the answers. I don't yep. know what are, if, if there are any positives, what are they to what you've seen clients learn about or take action to get done or, or, or anything similar? I think some, let's just go 50, 50, right? I think 50% are like, all right, I definitely need to make a change because of all the different issues that we have seen over the past, you know, two years and I need to make my health a priority. So I need to push, whether it's again, one day a week, them trying to make that change. Hey, I'll take one day over zero days anytime because we can make one to two, right? That's, that's an easy thing. And where the other 50% are, yes, I know I need to make a change, but you know, making a change every single day is way too hard. So I'm just not going to do it at all. And, and I've seen that in people that come into the office of like during, you know, this whole COVID time, I either ramped up my exercise routine mm -hmm. crazy Right, because I wasn't working yeah. in the office, and now I could go ride my mountain bike. I could go run. I could go. Yeah, the, the pendulum's way right. over here. Right, and yeah. the other one was like I gained yeah. my COVID nineteen. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, and I got like my freshman twenty. See the, you know, see the same. Yeah. <laughs> so there wasn't a lot of the in between. between. It was the you know pendulum was on one side or the other side. So it's really trying to then manage, I guess, their psyche. You know, when they're coming in at that point as well, going okay we need to calm you down a little bit because right. you're just running yourself into a wall and Hey, we need to ramp you up just a little bit over here right. because you're doing absolutely nothing. And you're wondering why you're always still broken, you know, like, Oh, I thought if I took time off, time doesn't heal anything for you. That just fixes your pain for a short period of time. Then you go back and so you overcompensate. Right. So you don't feel right, that right, anymore. Right. right. And go something else, again, is something else is going to break, right. you know? So, yeah. So I, I, like I have to agree with you a thousand percent. I, that's, that's what I saw too. I saw kind of one end of the, the spectrum or the other end of the spectrum. And now what I'm seeing is, and what we're, what we're seeing and you, it's palpable, man. You know, it's, it's, let's see a lot of folks that are coming in that have either one never been involved in a regular exercise right. program in their life, which is, I'm just gonna say it's fucking awesome. Right. Like I'm so happy that people are like, I'm taking responsibility. Yeah, right. 
I know I need to do something. I'm not quite sure what that is. I'm really intimidated by this. I know I'm out of shape. Yep. Uh, and I know I need to, I, I could be making a difference in my life. And it's not because they want to look better in a bathing suit, right. you know, or, you know, they have some very specific aesthetic goal that they're really focused on. That's all part of it. Right. I don't, I've never met anybody that didn't want to look better naked. Right. I just don't. <laughs> I haven't not in <laughs> my entire life. But my point being is they're coming in because they want to be healthier. They want to feel better. Yes. And that is extraordinarily positive to me that we're seeing kind of this influx of people that are, that are doing it for the first time for right. themselves. They've traded their, their health for wealth for a long time, or they're finally over the fear of, I need to get started on something and, or I, the fear of going back into a gym or being in a, you know, a public environment or something like that. Um, so I've, I've seen a lot of that, or I'm seeing people that are also coming back with like, it's been a long time, like way since before COVID, Right. right? Like it's been a long time. And, you know, back in college, you know, I used to do this. I'm like, Oh, that was fucking 10 years ago. Like that's, that's longer. Right. That's, that's, that's not realistic. We're not going to be back to that now, but they remember what it feels right. like to feel fit, yeah, at yeah. least feel fit. And what they, what they, you know, kind of, there was a, there's an association to it. So they, they're looking to get in some, at some level of fit yeah. again. Um, but to your, but to your, your point, there's also this other end of the spectrum, which I feel is when I say feel, I just mean, this has been my experience. That is kind of a dangerous prospect where you have these people that kind of just given up altogether. It makes it harder to kind of jump back yeah. in and at what things are they going to have to deal with or overcome in order to get kind of the, let's say the momentum going, right. the critical mass rolling for them. And then the, the people that are just killing themselves right yeah. now and, and driving themselves nuts, which provides more business for a guy like you sure. and whatever right. else, right, but right, right. Um, you know, and where are they going for their, for their resources yeah. and why are they making those decisions? What's driving that kind of behavior is what we're, we're starting to uncover. And I think there's a lot of things, but, but um, you know, fear is one of those things. Boredom is another yeah. trading one kind of, uh, addiction, if you right. will, to something, to another, whether it's addiction to food or, yeah. you know, drugs or whatever, yeah, yeah. and they're trading for exercise and they're just going in all in on that right. now or whatever it is, there, there's, there's this stuff going on, but it is positive that people are making these decisions to do something different. I don't know how long it takes, man, before they, you know, they break, yeah, they have to come see off. this right. or, or they, they, you know, they get to a point where they're like, okay, that's it. I have to go. I have to start something now, but it again, positive, not positive. I think the jury's still out too soon. Too I soon think to too tell. soon to tell for sure. You know, it's, I, I would like to give people the benefit of the doubt, you know, Me too. For I, sure. I always want, I you know, always want to do that. Right. You know, but again, it goes back to show me, Yeah. you know, show me that you are going to do what you need to do. Cause if not, then I always tell them I'm going to hold you more accountable. And that means I get to see you more often. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I can I, do that. No problem. And I, I think, I think I, I, I'm frustrated by we're not hearing messaging, you know, really from anybody other than, you know, a lot of the industry, um, particularly the fitness industry, just about how to maybe do that. Right. Right. How to kind of get back into it. I'm, I'm very frustrated by that. Like uh, there's, there's not a lot of, here's some things you could do to be, to be healthier. Healthier. And it, there's no money in healthcare. I, I, that. I got it. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why we're not, right. um, I'm frustrated by it. And I think a lot of people are too. And you know, you, I'm sure you and I could go deep into the rabbit hole on a, on a lot of this stuff, but you know, as we're, as we're going through it, I think what's it going to take <laughs> for, and I'll just keep it local. Yeah. What's it going to take for the American people, right? Right. Uh, to, to wake up to 
this shit ain't normal. Like we're, we're in really poor condition right now. We're in really yeah. poor condition mentally, right. physically, physically, emotionally, yep. culturally. Like we're in a, we're in a really bad spot right yep. now. What's it going to take? Let's just say, and those are all combined with total right. health and wellness. Right, right, right. What's it going to take for, for people to kind of wake up and make the change? I think, I think getting out of the, the true sense of whatever we perceive as our healthcare model, right? Cause our healthcare model is, you know, I mean, people, I want to use my health insurance. Okay. But when you use your car insurance, does that change your oil for you too? Mm. And flip your tires for you? Great analogy. Right? It, it doesn't do that, you know, but yet we hold our healthcare insurance to such a high standard, but it doesn't give us healthcare, right? It just, all it does is it, uh, it provides you with becoming more sick, right? And, and I get that there's people out there that need certain medication stuff. I have nothing against any of that type of stuff. Right. But what got you there to begin with, right? You know, was it your bad decisions in the past? If it was, then, hey, let's try and right that ship. But you have to start somewhere. And I think because we live in a society right now that everything is given to you, mm-hmm. right? We really don't have to work for food anymore, we don't have to work for water anymore. We don't have to hike to go do something. We can go to McDonald's and drive through and they give you your meat. You know, I mean, if it's meat, you know, so, I mean, it's, yeah, our, our healthcare system, I think is truly broken, you know, and you're seeing a massive divide, I think in that right now, yeah. you know, and, and so because of that, where the voice is going to be, you know, and whether it's social media as well, that's drowning certain voices out. I mean, again, I think that's, that's a bad thing. And, whatever their model is or their narrative is at the time, that's what's sort of going to be driven because that's what most people are going to hear, which is again, the unfortunate thing. So I think you just kind of hit like, where does it, um, where do we have to do as a collective us, but right. then where does it start? And it starts with recognizing that the, the healthcare system isn't the answer. No. So if it's not the answer, let's say people do come to, Hey, yeah. I got to stop being, I think the word is dependency. Right. I don't know if you'd agree yeah, or not. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, we yeah. become dependent, right. you know, for, too much, yep. um, and again, too much is, is vague, but particularly on the healthcare side for the reasons that you just yep. pointed out. So if that's where we, we recognize and that's where we start, how can we, right? And, and when I say we, I mean the collective fitness, healthcare, health practitioners, how can we help? How can we help support, right, the coming out the other side yep. of this? What are the things we need to do? I think, I think the education goes back to education, right? How do we educate our clients you know, our family members, our friends, or whatever it is that there are better options that are out there without telling them, right? Because when we tell someone that, they're going to turn and look the other way because it's like you're being force fed, right? Versus, hey, you know, look at this, look at this, look at this, you know, give them both sides of the fence, right? You know, and be like, hey, look at on this side and look at on this side. You make your informed decision based on the information you have. But if you're always looking just to the right, you're never going to see what's potentially on the left. Right. Right. And it doesn't mean that both sides are right and wrong, but there's this, there is something in the middle, right. And you have to figure that out, you know, and you have to make a conscious, I think, choice on your own. Like, is this the right way or is this the wrong way? Or is this the right information? Is this the wrong information? If it's wrong, why? If it's right, why? For you. Right. For you. You know, I mean, our, our kids right now, it's like we talk about with food. I just use a simple analogy. Is it gas or is it diesel? Right. right? Simple. Because if you're a gas engine, you put that diesel in there. Right. Be, yeah, right. You know, until so they'll ask, is it gas or is it diesel? And I'll make them try and explain it. You know, you tell me why you think it's one or the other. 
Because if I keep telling you what it is, right, you don't understand it. But if you can explain it to me, then I know you understand it. You know, is it wrong that some people run on diesel though? Not at all. Yeah. Not at all. If you have a diesel engine, exactly right. Right. <laughs> right. So I think it goes back. It's interesting. That's pretty powerful, actually. What I what you just said right there, and that is providing the education. And I think the the next step right there is, and you you sort of painted the picture of the diversity of options that people have to do the things that they need to do that's, that's right for them. Right. Right. And that there isn't, there aren't just two choices. Yeah. And it just seems to be like, that's all that's being presented in in front of people with right. many, many things. Right. 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 Which is this, there's this way or there's that way. Right. And if you pick the, this, then it absolutely means that you 100% don't agree with the, that. Right. Right. And, and, it's, it, it's starting to trend that way in fitness when we start to learn nutrition or things like, you know, keto or right. carnivore or right. vegan right. or wh- whatever, right. whatever, whatever it happens to be. That's how you can maybe narrow it down. But, it, you know, people are, are expected to have, I have this choice or this choice and I cannot make the wrong choice here. Right. I have to make the right choice. And also understanding that when I make this choice, I have, I, there's, there's, I can't, I can't say that I was wrong. Right. Like I, right. there can't be any humility in that choice. Right. Like I could, I can't go try that for a little while to maybe understand it a little bit more for myself yep. right before I make the decision like, Oh, this was maybe not the right choice for me. Right. right. And be open to those conversations be open to that experimentation and, and, and whatever. Um, but yeah, there's such a diversity and nobody's talking about that. No. Like it's always, this is right. This is the only way if you're doing, if you're not doing it this way, you're doing it wrong. Right. That's, that just throws such a divide in what, what it is that we should be doing as, as a, again, I say a collective industry, but right. I say anybody that's in the health, right. wellness, fitness realm, can't we just all get along? I mean, that's the, that's the, the line, <laughs> right. right? I mean, it, we're just beating one another up. Right. It's just nothing but shit talking and right. you're right. I'm wrong. Um, yeah. So uh, again, like where do we start? That's, that's it. It's education. It's providing options. It's making those options accessible. Right. And I think more than, you know, incentivizing people just with, hey, you're going to be healthier when you do this. For me, I think there could be some incentivization with regard to when you are healthy, right? When you do make these good decisions, not only do you live longer, right. not only do you live more vibrantly, right, right. not only do you have right. you know, less issues in, in, in life, but there could be some financial incentive there, you know, sure. to do that, like insurance costs you less money going back to the broken insurance right. system. Right. Or, you know, there could be a tax advantage or something right. like something like that. But I'm not saying that should be even, I want to be clear. Like I, I I'm not saying that should be the same everywhere. No. Right. I, I think Cause every human is different. Exactly. Right. So yeah. there should be this diversity and I think a tolerance for that needs right. to be learned right. that just because, you know, this region of the United States, which is heavily, uh, let's say, influenced by certain cultures, right. by certain socioeconomic, you know, I'll say I'll use the word class, sure. right, or whatnot. That doesn't necessarily mean that what's good for them over there from a health and wellness, right. nutrition, you know, healthcare perspective is should be the same as it is over here, right, right wherever the over here is. Yeah. And I think that's that's the kind of the roots of where we are as or what we were built on as a nation. Yes. Like we think maybe we could get back to that. It's just like recognizing like there isn't a one size fits all here. No. And there may be certain areas and certain groups of people that recognize that this might be the better solution for them. Why aren't we giving them that as an option and encouraging them to take, take advantage of right. it and providing right. the resources for, to yeah, do that for them. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, versus maybe, give it to them versus giving or telling them like you have to do it this right. way. Cause they still didn't learn anything. 
They're just, all right, well, they told me to do it, so I'm going to go do it. You know, thus I follow, you know. Or, oh, I read just this one thing, and all right, that's what I'm going to go do, versus what are my what are my options to learning? I think, I think we're learning in spades right now how yeah. much damage that kind of mindset or that kind of thinking is, yeah. um, is, is created. Um, all right. So on that, because we don't necessarily have all this figured out right now, give me <laughs> your top three things somebody could do today. Like they could, they could get done listening to this podcast and they could start implementing these things today to have, um, a significant impact on their health and their wellness starting today, no matter who they are, like what particular condition they may have. And I know that could be broad, yeah. but what are your top three? Uh, change your diet. You know, again, and I don't care what diet that is, but, but just try and eat healthier, whatever that is to you right now, you know? And so if you can make better food options, right, that right there is going to make your internal world, you know, so much better. Go out and move more, right? As you move more, like I'll tell people, I want you to swing your arms. I want you to walk differently, cross long, you know, whatever, whatever that movement might be if you go for a walk or whatever it is, but go for multiple walks throughout the day. They don't have to be long walks, right? They could be five minutes. They could be 10 minutes. They could be just two minutes around the house, but give yourself some like micro breaks throughout the day and go move, move. more, right? And then make sure you get good sleep, right? If your sleep is garbage, I mean, people are like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to wait for the weekend and I'm going to sleep in so I can, you know, get more sleep. I'm like you didn't make up more sleep on a Friday night because you sucked in your sleep on Thursday night, right? The, the body doesn't work that way, right? So I think just in those three things, you know, if you're moving more, if you're sleeping better and you're eating healthier, your entire environment is going to be different, right. you know? Mindset's going to be different, right? Your your body's ability to do things is going to be different, you know, and then whatever that goal is, I think outside of those three things, now we cater your goal to you, but at least you've got three foundational things right. going first. That's going to make you a better human. Right. I don't think there's a health wellness fitness practitioner coach out there that would argue any of those points. Yeah. I mean, Everybody who's, from a dietary perspective, I think everybody on the planet could go, yes, there's something in my 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 routine, my dietary yeah. routine or intake right now that I absolutely now know is probably not the best for me I could make an adjustment to. Right, right, right. right. So right. simple. Right. Drink more water, right? right? right. You know, or, simple. you know, eat more vegetables or, you know, right. eat whatever, increase my protein. Oh, there's so yeah. many things you could do within that, so... I'm just bringing that, those up as points. The second part is, is movement is medicine. Yep. No doubt about it. And uh, there's obviously very biased there, but I've just watched it change people's lives. Yep. So I couldn't agree with you more there. And the sleep piece, I mean, come on, man. Yep. Like follow the science. Right. You know, I guess if, the, if, if that's got to be the line, like right. follow the science. But anybody that, that's just had a few nights of poor sleep can tell you, how messed up you become as a human being without when you're sleep deprived it yeah. impacts your hormones it impacts your mood it impacts your digestion it impacts your performance it impacts your yeah. you know your your how your brain works let's be honest so I, it's great i mean why are i don't know why this isn't coming why is this not more mainstream why do you have to hear it from justin brink and why is it not out there i don't know but i think it was perfect man i agree with you 100 percent. very enlightening Talk, share with me as we close up here, like what's the next thing on your agenda? What are you going to learn next, man? Well, we just hosted a DNS two weeks ago, which is the dynamic neuromuscular stabilization, you know. And I was out of town. I was in Austin, actually. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So 
I had a crazy weekend, you know, because typically this is the first one that I've I've taken the course in the past, actually numerous courses from it, and I'm hosting it, but just life was nuts over that weekend, and I didn't even get to go to the class. And so that was the very first one in 15 years out of all the ones that I've hosted and that I've gone to. Well, if I go to, I'm going to it, but the ones that I've hosted mm. that I did not did not get to attend because of kids' things. You know, so driving to soccer, going to pictures, do, you know, doing all these things. And all of a sudden it was like, wow. All right. You know, cause I remember talking to Kara that night and I was like, this is the very first one that I did not go to, uh, you know, and disappointing. it was right. But right. the flip side is, is the things that you're doing. Are, yes. Right. Yes. So we've got uh Warren hammer coming in middle of January for a stucco, like a uh, fascial, you know, manipulation course. That's a three day course in, um, in January, we have, uh, it was supposed to be in two weeks, uh, Dr. Giovanni uh, Bonfanti. So he's a DO out of Italy, uh, like a master, you know, manipulator. I know. He's all over YouTube. Right. Yeah. And so. Loves have, the rock tape, by the way. <laughs> we have him coming out. Uh, it's now uh, August 8, 9, and 10 of 2022. So he'll be out, you know, teaching a three-day like master course, you know, for, you know, MDs, DOs, PTs, you know, Kairos that type of stuff. So, you know, definitely looking forward to that one. Um, but yeah, that's the, that's sort of the quick and the dirty right now. I mean, that's awesome. I mean, you're just providing opportunities for both yourself and for the people around you and uh, how many people does that impact, Right. you know, down, down the road. Yeah. Cool. I'm going to have to check out the, uh, what's coming on down the pipe. Yeah. If people want to find out more about that, more about you, maybe make an office visit, have a chat, write an email, um, get some more wisdom from you. Um, where do they go, man? How do they find you? Uh, they can go to our webpage, Premier Spine and Sport. Um, same thing on Instagram or, you know, Dr. Justin Brink, you know, Instagram as well. So I'm always, you know, just posting things on either or. And so anytime you can DM me or email me, whatever you want. And I typically get back to everyone. So, yeah, it's, it's interesting, like to, to back that up just with your um, with your 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 social media. What I see is different about you, which I really like is you're posting the movement stuff. Right. It's not about like how to, it's not about pain. No, it's not about overcoming pain. Yep. What you're, what you're posting is the preventative, right? Like how do you stay out of my office right. Right. or, or how do you, how do you enhance what it is that I may be helping you with inside right. the office, outside the house. It might sound very counterintuitive going back to those new and young Kairos or even right. Kairos out there are struggling right now. Maybe check out uh, Justin's Insta. Yep. And, I mean, that's really you know, what my philosophy is, is when I tell people, I'm like, my goal is to never see you again. Yeah. If I educate you correctly and you do what you're supposed to do, like I shouldn't have to see you until you hurt something else again in the future, right. which inevitably we're all going to do, you right. know, but I, I'm, well, I'm good with that. Come right. back in, let's fix you and let's send you back out and right. go enjoy the world. Well, I certainly hope I see you again soon, man. It's yeah. been too long. I really appreciate you coming down and spending time. Yeah, for sure, man. Thanks this, for having me on. This was fun. Yeah, it was awesome. uh, we got to put together, uh, we got to put together another event here and, yeah. uh, and, um, I'm bringing the, the crew. Sure. Share debate. Challenge one another. You know, it's fun. Thanks <laughs> for being. Here. Yeah, thanks for being here with me, man. Yeah, yeah. Thank Best you. of luck to you going forward. Yeah, and you as well. uh, and uh, again, thanks very much. For sure. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Iron Sights. If you enjoyed our conversation, you can support our mission by hitting the subscribe button, leaving a review, and sharing the podcast with a friend. I'll see you on the next episode.